Hello there, welcome to Faith Culture, a weekly podcast that offers perspective on faith in God. I am Shino Akonde and today I'm speaking with uh, an amazing guy. Uh, many of you might probably have um, listened to his uh, spoken words, but I have listened and I thought it's just amazing to um, have him on the show talk to us today. Um, please guys, uh, welcome to the show today, Enere. Hi Enere. Hi, hi, Shino. It's really good to be here. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thanks a lot for making our time to join us today on the show. Yeah, uh, a lot of persons might not um, probably know you, but uh, I, I guess other people would um, resonate with your spoken words. Uh, mm. and, uh, really, uh, I think we should start. Um, we should start on this note. Uh, why, why spoken words for you? Um. <clears throat> okay, I don't just do spoken word. I also sing as well um but well mostly my bathroom <laughs> i guess well um spoken word for me is um it's a very strong and direct way of communicating a message to people in a way that you know captures their attention you know um the way poetry was done in school was it's very um uninteresting for want of a better word you know it was just classical poetry boring form of poetry and I felt that spoken word brought poetry to life just took oh. the words off of the paper and then you know give a voice to poetry you know it's not just words now there's a person standing in front of you he's communicating using um, his voice using his gestures to drive from a message and oh. I felt that poetry um comes alive with spoken word and I felt I needed to you know transmogrify from just writing poetry to actually performing it oh awesome awesome mm. oh. Yeah. but then uh, you know uh, for me uh, I mean I've not listened to you a couple of times I would say mm. that you, I would say correct me if I'm wrong that you are best known for um, you know spoken words on faith not just on any other matter but um, stuff relating to um, to faith, to God, and um, and all that. But I mean, am I correct? Or do uh, you do? Well, <laughs> I do. I do actually. It, it, the funny thing is, I I didn't really start as a um, faith based with faith faith based faith based material. I was mostly doing. I started doing wedding spoken word, so spoken word for weddings. That's how I started working, and and. Um, you know, growing from there, I now started doing. I felt that there was a need for me to use my talent to serve, you know, in church, and and then the Elevation Church now gave me the platform to be able to do this. And I started going. I started performing on in church, and since then it has been one opportunity upon another. And you know, I've been really privileged to be to have that opportunity because. You know, be, before I used to worship somewhere else. Um, I, that was the Redeemed Church um, oh. down the road. But then I I came to the Elevation Church. Um, I think that was in 2016 or thereabouts. And in 2017, I did the first spoken word, Easter spoken word in church, and that was the very first time I started doing it on a very large scale. You know, and it has been it has been a scary experience for me every time I have to go and speak. But it has been worthwhile because. I'm developing, you know, myself. Um, it's allowing me to be 
be in a better position to bless others too you Absolutely. know so yeah, yeah so that's the goal really and it has been really good for me and I'm, I'm really grateful to the elevation church for the opportunity and the platform awesome 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 uh yeah. okay. Uh, well, yeah, I, I'm. I'm interested in um, knowing this um, NRA. Why did you sort of resonate with your approach? Because for me, your approach is fantastic. You, you know, there's a way you carry your voice. There's a, there's a, the, your choice of voice. You know, um, I mean, one can easily resonate with them. I mean, I'm talking about your faith spoken words, mm. right? Mm, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your approach, basically. Can you repeat your question, sir? Like, why do you think people resonate with your approach? Oh, I do. That was that was. I don't know why they do. I just I just do it. You know, it. it I guess it's me being comfortable with the approach I use. Like, over time, um, my approach has changed. You know, I got to well, at the start of my of my spoken word career. It was it wasn't always like this. You know, I had to mm-hmm. learn after performing over a period of time what my what I was best suited to. What what my voice texture and timber was best best suited to and this was it you know um when i see people do amazing work what work with spoken word being in, intricate and being with amazing um rhymes and all of that but i felt the audience here matters you're right you're speaking to a church where people may not really get the hang of poetry if you're too deep the idea is to communicate the message so you want to be simple you know, in a way that is interesting, but yet you can capture their attention. They can understand what you're saying. Absolutely. You know, you don't want to get too deep and complicated where only poets can actually understand what you're saying. You want it to be simple. And because the goal is to pass on a message. If you're talking about the love of Jesus, you want the person who's come to church for the very first time, who doesn't, has, has no concept of poetry, to get that message in a very exciting way. You know, and... That was just my, that was just the kind of thinking, you know, and that led to the way I do spoken words. So um, it's just driven by the desire, the need to communicate in a clear and concise manner for people to get the message. God's word is not meant to be spoken in a confusing, high sounding manner. The idea is to speak God's word in a way that anybody can understand it so that they don't feel like this is not for me. You know, Absolutely. if they don't get the message, then I'm just, I'm just, I'm just dancing on stage. Really, I'm not doing anything. Oh, wow! Yeah. Wow! Yeah. Wow! Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and uh, do you have struggles when you like when you do this? Are there any struggles, like particularly you want to share with us? I mean, uh, when it comes to you preparing to do maybe before or or during. Do you experience oh anything? my god oh my god <laughs> i struggle all the time i don't know i don't know when if it's possible like i have never ever been comfortable walking to that stage i'm always in writing and performing let, let me be, um, come to performing now on stage it's scary yeah. to the bone like <laughs> i've forgotten my lines so many times you know, but then it's just this reactive reassurance but, that. But it doesn't get so obvious to your listeners, even if it gets to. I don't know. You said you've missed lines a couple of times, but but I personally, don't think, I don't think I've noticed that. <laughs> okay, okay, you haven't. But I, I trust you. I have. I'm, 
I'm literally scared every time. Like the minutes or the, the, the minutes or the, the minutes before I perform, I'm usually scared, you know. There was a time I, I think it was normally I'd perform when the spotlight was on me and then the the um the audience was was black. So it was easy for me to just speak the words. But there was a time when I went on stage and then the light was on and I was just staring everybody in the face. And I lost my lines. Like oh. the good thing was that the day before I'd given my 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 lines to the multimedia guy, so they fed it into the into the screen oh. at the bottom of the stage. So I repeated what I missed like three or four times, oh. and then looked, and then luckily was that I picked up and continued. If wow. that thing wasn't there, <laughs> I don't know how oh. I would have. Come. And that's the risk of spoken word, and I think it's the reason why many people are scared of starting because they're not sure they can carry on for four or five minutes on stage memorizing something because this is there are two different levels of memory there's a way you can memorize something and know it in front of your friends when you're supposed to remember that thing in front of a crowd of 500 or 1000 you cannot remember it you know uh-huh. and that's the risk you have to take and then at some point the Holy Spirit reminded me that, you know, it's not how you, you are not, you, you are the vessel, you, you are not the focus, you know, so don't focus, it's not, it's not about you, even if you make mistakes and miss your lines, it doesn't matter, God is the one that will use that message to bless someone, you don't know if that your mistake is something that someone has been looking for, uh, you know, so don't be so concerned about, oh, I want to do this perfectly, and then, you get to the point where you're over worried about your 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 act that you don't even get to do it. You know, if you if, if you are to listen to the voice of fear, won't be able to do some some of the things that we ought to do. Absolutely. You know, that's the summary for me, really. Not, not listening to the voice of fear. This is what you have to, this is your gift. People oh, so- are going to learn, benefit from this. So, it's not about you anymore. Just allow God to use your talent the way He wants. He wants to use it. So in that case, it takes courage to deliver. Uh, as oh, it does. Word as sister. Okay. It, it, um, it does. Interesting. But have you ever done something off the cuff, like something you didn't have to prepare for, and you just have to like be um, just to deliver something amazing, but you didn't have to prepare for it? No, I have. I, I haven't yet. I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm getting there, but I haven't yet. I haven't okay. yet. Mm. So yeah. okay. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, maybe before yeah. the end of the show, you might just do something like a minute or two for us. <laughs> no worries, that's fine. All right. So, um, you know, um, before this conversation, I sort of um, asked a few friends if they probably have any questions for you. And um, um, someone sent in um, a couple of questions. I'm just going to take like one or two. Uh, her name is Anu. Um, she's, um, I think she's from Ukraine. Uh, she's one okay. of the listeners on the show. So she asked the question, um, okay, how, how do you get your words together? That was one of the questions she asked. How, how do okay. you get, um, how do you put your words together? And then, okay. uh, let's just take that. Then I'm going to take our next question. Or maybe I can just take it together. Then you answer them. Okay, so just go ahead. Go ahead with, with the next question. Yeah, the next question is, uh, okay, for people want to just, um, you know, who are about to get started, uh, what is your suggestion for them? Yeah, so let's just take those two questions. Then. Okay, so um, how I put my words together, I just, I just um, 
So it the message usually in church they 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 request for spoken word on a particular topic. So I have to go and um, research on that topic. Okay. But usually, I try to send them. You know, I, I don't like to. If it's a faith-based book, what it has, there has to be. You, you need to be able to see verses of scripture infused into it. Maybe not verbatim, but if you're listening to it, you know that this is in the Bible. You know, so I start yeah. by understanding the message I'm trying to get across, and then if I do the all the all the rhymes and everything, I try to understand the message because it's possible to just put some rhymes and then there's no message; it's just empty. And that's not the goal, yeah. you know, to just do rhymes yeah. that sounds good to the ear, but there's no message, there's no content to it, you know. So identify what the message is. Who am I trying to reach with this spoken word? How do I communicate God, God's word in a way that is clear, in a way that is fun to listen to? So the starting point is to understand what message you want to send across and oh. then look for references in the Bible to support what you're saying. So you may not come out to quote verses of scripture, but then they have to be, someone listening to you must see that, okay, the scripture is speaking to me right now. Even though it's spoken word, there's the Bible, the, the Holy Spirit is speaking to me through this, you know, and then I can now design um, rhymes when necessary around them. So if, if, I'm, if I can say the same thing in a different way so that it can rhyme, then I'll do that. But if using a rhyme, or other forms of literary device would compromise yeah. sometimes it, this particular point you know um, cliffhanger what point you want to make if you if you use another word or exp- another way to express that same thing you may yeah. lose the message even though it sounds better and the ultimate goal isn't isn't to rhyme really it's to drive home a message in a way that captivates the audience so how, how, how I put my work together is understand the message I want to pass across and then yeah. usually it's best to um, I, um, state that message in a prose version so when wow. you're writing it guides you so even if you're rhyming or you're doing any other kind of um, poetic um, addition it, it flows into your message and the message is not compromised you know because you're trying to you know make it sound beautiful to the hearer um, and then, um, yeah. For those who want to get started, uh, spoken word yeah. is just. I'm I'm so far from where I want to be, but poetry for me, spoken word really is about ten years in the making. Because I started like like I said with um, wedding spoken word, and I did a lot of work in 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 Calabar, where I grew up in in Kaduna, in Port Harcourt, in Abuja. And in Lagos as well, wording spoken word. But at some point, I, I realized that faith-based spoken word has the power to do more. You know, you, at, the, at a wedding, you're entertaining. In church, you're driving a message that can change lives. Absolutely. You know, and that's that's much more important than anything else. It's more than entertainment. It's, it's conveying a message in a way that one particular person, and one person is enough. If that particular person can get that message, then can transform his life you know so if you want to start you have to start by starting you know where we're in church yesterday and we're talking about evangelism and pastor Deborah said you have to start how you start is by starting 
So okay. starting would require you listening to lots of spoken word artists to um, to get to get how you know to know how it works and you may want to read some materials online as well if if you think if to find to help you get started and then in also learning you have to find your own voice you know everybody's not the same i've met i've watched amazing artists on, on online and they all have different different styles and they're all amazing in their own way so you have to find a style that works for you it doesn't have to be like anybody else your style may be unique to you and that's why i find it very difficult to criticize spoken word artists because it's their style is it's poetic freedom it's a freedom to the art you know so your style is, is unique to you and do not be afraid to be different from anybody else if this is your style stick to it i have learned that i'm not very good at rapping spoken word i'm terrible at it because i stammer you know so I'm more careful about how I speak and because again I'm more concerned about passing a message I'm slower so that you can actually hear the words mm. I'm speaking you know so that it's for, it's for my benefit too because if I'm fast you you get what I'm saying and it will yeah. affect my flow as as well so if you can join the poetry club for instance go to poetry shows that might help you as well because it's good to be surrounded by poets because you know how iron sharpens iron you know yeah. and you get to improve as well and then try to perform somewhere so even if it's in front of a mirror or in front of your friends or family start from there and then progress you know there's, it's not too late to start you can start anywhere you know and if it's something that you really enjoy you shouldn't let um, what people think about it affect you because I, I know people who disregard poets who say that poetry is for is is is, is funny you know and, and and they listen to rap which is funny for me because <laughs> Rap, rap is is poetry, you know. So what? That's the word. So you have to own the fact that, own the fact that you are a poet, and be, be proud to be called one. You know, identify yourself as embrace your speech. And this, this thing I'm saying, I've been performing poetry for like ten years. It was only recently that I got to embrace the fact that I was a poet. I was just, I didn't really understand or appreciate to own it you know like like i have done i think that was a few a few months ago or so where i got into this space okay i'm a poet i have to embrace this mm. you know once you embrace the fact that you are a poet it allows you to better express yourself absolutely and so it it removes shyness from you it, it removes mediocrity it allows you to reach you know reach to higher levels you know yeah so Cool stuff. Cool. Thanks a lot, um, Inara. Uh, do you have yeah. a favorite um, um, poet yourself or spoken word artist I yourself? I do. I do. I like um, Sophia Tako. Sophia Tako. She's um, she's she's um, a spoken word artist based out of the UK. Okay. Uh, I think uh, I've listened to Suli Brick a couple of times. I don't know if you know him. Yeah, I know Suli Brick, and then Judge the Poet as well. He's very very good. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, we're about bringing this to a close. I mean, it just feels like we should keep talking, but I know uh, we'll have to bring this under a wrap. So, uh, yeah. I mean, talk about your business and all that stuff. Okay, um, just um, as, as a way to wrap up all of this, um, what, what would be your final word? Uh, I mean, for people, for creatives like you who are doing all of this stuff and you still want to be used by God, what would be your final word for them? 
Um, it, it's just you know there's so much pressure for us as as creatives to make money, you know, and that and I think that's a legitimate legitimate um, concern because you want to convert your art to something that is sustainable, mm. you know. But at the same time, we realize that our our, our gift and talent are are come from God, and He expects us to use them to further His kingdom as well. So even if um, while as spoken word artists, I can talk about I can talk about um, social issues. You know, I know that um, as a starting point that this gift came from God, and I also shouldn't be ashamed to talk about Jesus using my gift in my own unique way because whether I like it or not, there are a group of a set of people that are my audience that this message spoken in the way I speak it will resonate with specifically and. I cannot disregard that audience because mm-hmm. that this medium might be the only way where I can reach the way God can use me to reach them, and that's important as well. Yeah. Wow. So the, the need, the need, the need to be to be um, kingdom focused is very important as well. Absolutely brilliant. Thanks a lot, um, in our those points there. All right. Yeah. So uh, before we go, uh, I don't know. Do you? Do you I mean, if, if fine, but how do ask? Would you like to do something for us? I can do it, but well, what I have does it have to be gospel? Does it have to be gospel? No, no, no not at all. It doesn't not have to be. Okay, okay. All right. So this is a hard work. Hard work on the gift of God. In, yeah. Let's okay. Go. So this is a this is a hard hard work poem. It's called Toxic Love. Okay. Alright. And it's short too. <laughs> Please go. They on. said they said we were combustible. That together we were another kind of forbidden apple. But you were too sweet to be sour. The crown object of my lustful desire, you were fire and I was frost. So it was easy to throw caution to the wind, ignoring all the neon light signs I have heard. Unguarded affection can become a noose. That when people don't look before they leave, they often end up six feet too deep. I was too deep into you to see that I was sinking. Too needy to see what I was becoming. You took everything good in me and trashed it. I believed your lies until they became my truth. As tears like Niagara Falls from my eyes, I realized that this was always never love. I should have read the writing on the wall. I stepped on a mine the moment you stepped into my life. How did I not expect that you'd someday walk out the door and leave bloody pieces of me all over the floor? Thank you. Wow. Wow. <laughs> well, this is just uh, absolutely uh, um, awesome. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Inara. That was beautiful. Thank you, I mean, Shana. I, Thank you so much. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I, I mean, I believe people have been inspired by listening to you. Yeah. And uh, we'll get to have you on the show some other time. All right. Thank you very much, Shana. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, thanks a lot, guys, for listening to Faith Culture today. We hope um, you were truly inspired by our guest, Inara. Um, please show some love. Um, share the podcast with a friend. Leave a review on Apple Podcast, And uh, please do stay tuned until I come your way next week. Thanks a lot for listening, guys. Um, Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye for now.